Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you made it to the best ball playoffs, but you didn't have Zay Jones or Jarek McKinnon or KJ Osborne. This is a safe place. You can share the teams that you were excited about that didn't get through. However, maybe you did sneak through. Maybe you snuck through without Jalen Hurts, which could be a pretty good thing. We'll talk a little bit about that. We're going to run through some teams. We're going to look at some of your teams. We're going to break down some high stakes teams and talk about the fallout from week 15 and what that means for week 16 and the fantasy football championships over these next two weeks. Let's do it. So Rob, we chatted two days ago since then, since then we saw some bad football plays live. (laughs) We saw we saw a lot of bad football. I, I told myself I wasn't going to watch because only bad things could happen to me in that game. And then the second, and it was going really well in the first half. I'm like, let's yeah. watch the second half. Alan Lazard sucks, right? Blah blah blah. The Rams mm-hmm. are so bad that Aaron Rodgers has no interest in even like <laughs> throwing the ball down the field. And then of course, old Tyler Higby. I think I lost by like point four or something like that in one team because of the late Tyler. I, I just never. I've never experienced when I need points not to happen and I turn it on to sweat it. it, it they always score, right? Always. The, uh, it, it always happens. But huge bombshell Jalen Hurts injury, which we don't really know what it even means right now, but obviously it could be catastrophic for four teams in this round of the best ball playoffs. But just, man, crazy last few days. Absolutely insane last few days. I know you got, in particular, one team you're really excited about, but how are you feeling, you know, as we start to kick off the week 16 sweat? Well, the the hurt stuff is sort of terrifying, but not as much as I thought it was going to be. Um, now that all of our underdogs perfectly are done advancing before we started this show, yeah, seems- I got to look at some of my exposure and, you know, it was hurts was one of the main three, four quarterbacks. But shockingly, I advanced more Mahomes teams on underdog than hurts. 
Now, over on DraftKings, I advanced four to that finals um, in the five. Three out of four of them are Hurts teams. So that that's a little rough. Um, so there's that news. There's some exposures that I am, like, shocked by that I have advancing. What's your Travis Kelsey exposure? Just curiosity. Oh, yeah. That you're advancing to week 16. I think zero. But on on underdog, I haven't gone yeah. through my DraftKings uh, teams yet, but I think zero Kelsey. Yeah, zero Kelsey. I have uh, Waller also at Kittle. zero Kelsey. And it no, I lied. Me. I'm sorry. I, I have I have I have one. I wrote it off <laughs> mostly because it's a Hurts team, but I guess it's All technically right. it's technically not not dead. But um, it's probably my worst team. Although I don't know if Travis Kelsey can be on a worst a worst team, but like if I lose Hurts, obviously that's really bad for that team. But um, so one of one of I only have six teams left on underdog across all contests. I didn't do a lot of the puppies and stuff. We've talked about that. I was super drained and I was mm-hmm. hammering some DraftKings stuff at the end. Um, before BBMs, a super flex team and a puppy four team. And I believe it's one Travis Kelsey across all of them. Maybe two, I, maybe two. I mean, that's more than me. I went and I was looking at the tight end. I'm like, where the hell's Kelsey's name? And I'm like <laughs> scrolling and looking. And I'm like, I didn't advance a Travis Kelsey team. I have, I mean, I may, I don't think I did on DraftKings either because who the hell knows what happens? Thank God we have our tools over at Spike Week that we can still find a way to look at <laughs> these teams. Your teams. Yeah. Because if you go into the app, like when I'm out and about and I'm trying to look at this stuff, they're just in the ether. There's not even a best ball <laughs> tab right now. Just gone. Just, you know, don't worry about it. You'll see it by Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Trust Good us. Job. Just trust me, bro. Yeah, you know, just trust sources. me. You advance four teams. Yeah, it's like somebody posts a statistic on Twitter, and it's a source. Just trust me, bro. Like that's yeah. what that's that's the DraftKings moment of these like three days. You're like, yeah. I don't know. Did did I get paid the right amount of money? Did the teams I thought advance actually? Is it is it those? I have no fucking idea what's going on. Is there is there anything worse than? Oh my god! Just make your product fun. More people would want to do it. Like you just don't make the product fun. Underdog knows what's up. They're like. They're they're tweeting about advancing the teams. They're like, and mm-hmm. we're and we're getting ready to advance teams. And then, you know, you're gonna see your pods. All teams are advanced. Go take a look. And DraftKings <laughs> is like, yeah, ether, find it. You want to find it? Go to the quantum world with Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There are there is a space. You know, you, you can find those old teams. But like you said, it's just mixed in. God forbid. I have not been playing a ton of DF like a ton of DFS contests and lineups and stuff. So all this stuff at this moment in time kicks to your history i can you only imagine if you're still like you know playing tons of 150 max and tons of different slates and dfs it's just like impot you know you got to start filtering down to best ball teams and shit and it's just just a nightmare yeah you know, they're probably going to institute best ball late swap at some point um <laughs> It's just a nightmare over there. It's just it's, it's we pulled we we pulled our users and they said they don't like it when their second round pick gets hurt. So we decided to put late swap in. <laughs> if, if you drafted Javante Williams, here you go. Here's Latavius Murray on your teams now. <laughs> yeah. So the, there's some interesting things. Um, I have a rookies and sophomore team that got through, and I went and I looked at like some of the advancing teams. It's like a 14, 16 player pot or something. Literally every team has Ramondre. Literally <laughs> every team but one or two has Justin Fields. So it's like it's down to the receivers for the most part. It feels like yeah. you know, I mean, you could have some outliers too, like some other guys, but it's just so funny that it worked <laughs> that way. And then we're gonna talk about other advances. Ross says, I hope DK <laughs> drops a minchu on my fucking team while they do whatever it is they do in the eat. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> That's great. Um, 
there's two Minshew teams in Best Ball Mania still. It's like still around. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I love to galbrain some shit, but we're taking we're taking Gardner Minshew. Like, oh my god. Anyway, it's crazy, crazy people stuff. Are sick. It's funny. But I, I am really excited to talk about some of our stuff. See some of the some of our listeners' stuff. Some of your pods. I know. I wish we could look at your your big entry pods uh, over on DK. But again, I know. Me too. Hopefully later, by hope, later time. Ho- hopefully, day. yeah, later this week we'll find some time. I mean, hopefully they're they're live for Saturday's games by then. I mean, that's what <laughs> we're, we're hoping for, right? That we can at I, least I'll... see them then. Before we get into yours, I am because I we can't really. Sh- I mean, we could show it on on um, Draft IQ, but we can focus on some of the other teams and the teams that everybody can see, like on Underdog. But I am mm. excited. We will probably discuss later in this week, when possible, my three hundred and thirty three dollars single entry team on DraftKings because it it got through. It is almost entirely healthy. Loss Rashad Bateman. Um, that is it now quarterback is bad (laughs) i'm basically drawing to lawrence which it will definitely talk some more about lawrence and the jags on this show but like was able to get through with kind of like zay you know saved my life basically so like Mm -hmm. i got through Devontae and Diggs, who both didn't do that was my one two turn picks didn't didn't do anything have pollard ramondre got the big aj dylan game um i want to say mark andrews is on that team so it's like, uh, it's a uh, no, Mark Andrews on, on a different team, but anyway, it, it's like totally healthy, kind of a little bit unique. I think you know, Ramondre's on there, Chalky Zay will be popular, but like got through some guys that you're like, Hacker's been talking about it in, in chat a lot. Shout out to Hacker if you're not in the Discord, um, and don't know who he is, you need to get in there because he's both building incredible tools and a wealth of best ball knowledge. And fairness, Mention- nobody knows who he is. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I I barely know who he is, and I talk to him more than anybody. <laughs> um, his name's Hacker, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So, but he was mentioning the point of KJ Osborne, Zay Jones, McKinnon, etc., was to see who they could carry into this round and hopefully week 17 for you. And it, it was such a perfect way of putting it, and that's kind of what happened for me in this particular contest. I had, I want to say McKinnon's on there too, but just like, a zero RB team that all my best picks are running or were, happen to be running backs uh, in, at least this week. And, but you carry a Devante or a Diggs or something like that. Now in week 16, like I can't count on Zay against the jets. Like I just can't be counting on him to, to help me win my pod probably. So yeah. what happens now I'm going to you know. Now I need Diggs, Devante, et cetera, to step up basically. And so that's the power of those guys. That, that was just kind of my one random tangent team from there that maybe we'll get to later but it's actually the team i'm probably most excited for so i wish we could look at it too yeah i want to talk about last night's game real quick and how frustrating best ball can be because we go all year and one of the main guys i was fading for the majority of the year was aj Dillon. i didn't like his i didn't like his price point right i I didn't like his offense i'm not saying that he's a bad player it's just it just it didn't correlate to what i thought was a value for him so mm-hmm. I wasn't drafting him. He was real limited, like at, at the amount of times that I drafted him. Aaron Jones, I took a little bit of here and there. Not much, but I was taking Aaron Jones here and there in the second round. And then we get this matchup in week 15, the first round of the playoffs. And if you had said back in the offseason, you'd be like, oh, well, Dylan, you're not really drafting for the first week of the playoffs because he's playing the Rams. Because the Rams are supposed to be this great defensive team and everything like that. And you'd expect them to do nothing. You know, good run defense. And... Then 
everybody that gets this guy through just just gets there with with mm-hmm. AJ Dillon scoring twice and it's so frustrating man it's like everything that you were right about everything through 14 weeks AJ Dillon was you know a minimal help to your best ball teams to get you there he sure as hell isn't the one who got you to the playoffs <laughs> but if you carried his ass to the playoffs guess what he um he knocked a few of my BBM teams out mm-hmm, me too. like I was live for four to seven teams. I could have got four, four up to seven. And because of like AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, I got four, which sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. So I just hate when that shit happens where like you've got something right all year. You feel great about it for four months. And then he comes off and he toasts you yep. for, for week 15. And it's just like, it's just like that is so frustrating, man. But that's part of the game. It is part of the game. We saw a lot of that um, this week, which does make it interesting. Like, <clears throat> we'll get into tons of offseason discussion, obviously, around a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And I haven't developed my thoughts, but exactly what you just said. We spend all year being like, how do we find Josh Jacobs, right? And how do we find Jalen Hurts? And how do we find whatever, you know, those particular league winners, Garrett Wilson, et cetera. And then the whole script gets flipped once we got to the playoffs, right? So Zay, Zay was Zay and Ramondre. I guess I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. Obviously Justin Jefferson, but like Zay and Ramondre were like definitely sma- pretty much smashes all season. Mm-hmm. McKinnon was like whatever. Like on a zero RB team, you used his eight points every once in a while, but not really anything super crazy, right? And then you get to the playoffs. And we can sit here and talk about, oh, my God, you idiot. You faded Josh Jacobs or whatever. And it's like, Josh Jacobs didn't fucking matter this week. Jalen Hurts, frankly, didn't matter. And he scored like 40 40 fantasy points. You know, the KJ Osborne's who like I didn't I wasn't taking KJ Osborne. I didn't see it, you know, at his if he was much cheaper, he went and I didn't realize this. I was looking at ADP. He was like around 145, which isn't like early, early. But Zay went at 180. And I'm like, how the fuck did Zay Jones go at 180 and KJ Osborne went at 145? Like, what's really the – I don't know. So, anyway, I wasn't yeah. drafting KJ Osborne. I wasn't drafting, to your point, AJ Dillon, although I happen to have a couple of AJ Dillon teams uh, still around, which is funny. To your point, he's like total outsized gains of – or not outsized ownership relative to like – the advance rate thing, why we talk about like advance rate is one part of the game, but kind of a much smaller part than many people talk about. It's like Josh Jacobs was a 50% advance rate player, but then you wanted, you even want AJ Dillon was a horrible advance rate. He was a horrible pick. You probably took yep. him over Jalen hurts. He was going in the sixth round yep. and you're taking him over Jalen hurts. And so these guys, McKinnon, uh, Dylan Osborne, all these guys who I, I, didn't really, th- you know, McKinnon, I thought was a good pick, but like the prices on Dylan Osborne, these off the wall guys that didn't help you all year, they now become like huge, huge, huge pieces of your playoff run. Even if KJ Osborne doesn't do anything ever again, you know, or frankly, oh, yeah, Dillon, it's like they, they did their job. So it's such an important thing. That's going to be interesting to talk about, you know, in a month or two months or whatever. I want to hit this comment real quick. Ross says, imagine needing Aaron Jones to score that TD to advance a Jamar team only for Jones to trip over himself at the end. <laughs> um, so that happened to me. We were sharing some teams, and I told you I had a Mahomes and Brady team. I'm sorry, a Mahomes and Burrow team with a T. Higgins, Jamar Chase double. And mm-hmm. if if Aaron Jones scores that touchdown, 
that team advances. Oh, and that God. team was sick. Like that team was like nasty. And if they if he scores that touchdown, that team advances. And I was just like, I saw him just go down at the one. I'm like, they're not going to run it again. They're just going to kneel it. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Uh, so me and the overbetters were both just sitting there in agony <laughs> over that play. Yes. So I can, exactly. I can feel that pain. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's it's more tough when it's on the Monday night game, too, because, like, you're just so dead. It's It's a tough sweat. But we got teams through, right? What we 100%. need to focus on is the positive. We yes. got teams through. I have 25 amongst the various tournaments. I have 25 tickets to try to get to week 17. Um, I know other people have more. Other people have less. Yep. I saw that a lot of the um, bros that are all about the 8.33% player exposure <laughs> had a rough weekend. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. The ones that didn't take player stands here and there. Their advance rate seems to be a little off onto week 16. It's an interesting idea to look. Uh, I want to look back at some, not not just like the results data of who advanced, et cetera, but like how player scoring and stuff like that can work in regards mm-hmm. to what you're saying with like taking player stands or drafting 8% of everybody because, right, you draft 8% of everybody that theoretically helps you advance. You know, it lowers the risk right it it raises your floor of advancing teams um and only slightly lowers your ceiling on advancing teams but once you get to the playoffs you're spread really thin right you you don't have anything in particular to root for you're going to get a couple of probably of the zays of the world but even then like sometimes like i have some of my highest drafted players from the regular season that were not even on playoff teams like you know yeah. what i mean it it's it the variance can be crazy and so if i didn't have like if Zay Jones wasn't one of my highest owned wide receivers, I I don't know if I'd be sitting here. Like I, I you know I would be sitting here, but it would be a very different. It might be hammered, pissed off. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like if I didn't draft more Zay teams, who knows if they get through here? But Zay was one of my late round guys, and I got lucky. You know what I mean? Like I, I drafted more McKinnon than a lot of other late round guys. If I hadn't done that, who knows? I don't know if I have any teams. So it's a definitely definitely a balancing act. You know, I understand diversification, but I also think like I feel stronger about making sure you're you're getting over on some of the right guys, I think. Absolutely. And I think what gets lost in the sauce on this uh, discussion is, well, what's over 8%? And people like automatically go to like 50 or 60% as like what right. people are thinking. It's like, no, I can have 18, 19, 20% Zay Jones and you feel great about it. Right. right that's what I did. And all you're doing is like 20 minusing off Jarvis Landry. You're like, all right, I'm just not going to draft Jarvis Landry instead. Right. So that just jumps you up to 16%. If you're, you know, balancing exposures, if you just X a guy off here and there, then that's how you can do it. So Mm -hmm. Um, Um, I was going to, I was going to propose, we got quite a lot of comments and and good comments and people posting some teams. mm -hmm. We hit some of these comments and then we dive into your big dog team to kick us off with some, some of uh, you and I teams. If that's a, if that works for you, I was just going to add also, yeah. um, you mentioned, what'd you say? you like 25 teams or something like that. I have 18 total teams left yeah. between the two sites. My, my big thing this week was DK went fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, my two high stakes teams advanced. So that's like, I've, I'm basically, you know, I'm like almost, you know, making money just from making the semifinals in those. But the, I, I just got, I didn't do a ton of puppies. 
yep. like really hardly at all, like maybe like 25 total across all the puppies, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have one left and I feel fine about that. But like I didn't I got so burnt out drafting. You know, I, I didn't do rookies and sophomores. I didn't do backyard best ball. I didn't do a lot of that stuff. And so I I have like somewhat regrets, but I know you've talked about it. I think I should have dumped a few more, even if I just forego the puppies into an extra big dog or two or into, you know, something, something like that, because um, like seeing some of my good teams get through, I have four BBM teams left and like seeing some of them, like, man, if I just had some permutations and the the structure that I like in those higher dollars, uh, smaller field ones, I think that was my, my big mistake, but I'm 18 teams give me one of those babies into into the into next week and i really won't care too much either way yeah i i mean we were having this this discussion in the discord earlier today a little bit and it's something we're gonna have in the off season as well we keep saying that but there's a lot of discussions to be had in the off season (laughs) but for me i do think that i am gonna look at how i'm spreading my money across teams it's not gonna reduce my buy-in i'll probably go up in buy-ins maybe but I do want more higher stakes teams. I only did two big dog teams this year and that's $500. It's like, it's, it's a healthy investment just to do two big dog teams. Right. But if I, with the amount of puppies I did, I did a little more than you. Like I advanced six puppy one teams and a couple throughout the other puppies. And it's like, well, I still want to do some puppies here and there, but maybe I limit the amount that I'm doing. If I decide I want to do 15 puppies per, you know, release of that. And Mm -hmm. I want to, focus on doing the three 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 which i didn't do on dk i'm jealous you did that i didn't do it do some more big dogs maybe hit one of those or was it like dalmatians or whatever the yeah, hell right, they, right. they had bulldog you know, bulldogs yeah. yeah so that's the stuff that i'm looking at like i want to do more higher stuff and it's all depends on what you can afford to do what you're comfortable doing but for me i i'm really enjoying the sweat of the big dog team to be perfectly yeah. honest, like it's same. same. The, it's the, easier to sweat it too. It's so much easier to sweat it. The then the 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 advancement the advancement structures are like you just feel so live, like mm-hmm. it, with a very imperfect team. Like neither of my teams that are moved on into the semis are like awesome, and one one has cup. Cup Andrews are my first two picks on the on the the one team, and, and it has Jalen Hurts now, so probably dead. But like you can be very imperfect and still make some good money. Now, like you said, the flip side is you could, of course, just get wiped out through variance in the regular season, right? Because you don't have a ton of those teams; you only have a handful. But I'm yep. okay. Like that's that's how I like to play. Like if I if I return zero on any best ball thing I put into play, that's how I that's how I'm cool playing. And so I just think it's going to be something that people. It's something that's not really covered enough, and it's because it's very personal. Like for me, for you and I, we're on that same page. Like I would rather dump some of the puppies for a couple big dogs or or something like that, right? Any any form of just slightly more expensive with the structure that we prefer. Other people would be like, dude, I realize now I just need to get as many bullets as I can. Give me all the puppies, right? Give me all the the what the Dalmatians, give me all the Pomeranians, give me yeah. the three dollar on DraftKings, give me all of them because I want to pump as much volume through as I can get and just you know give me as many shots on goal. And I think that that also right, Eagles is like awesome at that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, shout out Eagles on Twitter. That's what he's best at, is just firing all these low stakes volume, volume, volume. That's not my like it's not how my brain works and it's not how my fingers probably wouldn't work by the end of the summer i just can't can't do that so i think it's just up to each person 
Um, and that's 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 been a big lesson for me so far, for sure. And it kind of almost translates to our DFS range, right? Where like you're a single entry guy, so you're looking at maximizing off of limited. And I've become more of a single entry guy, but I still like the MME a little bit here and there. So my brain's already like focusing on that for my next best ball season. Yeah. So like you can kind of see the correlation between the way that you play that game versus how you're going to be playing best ball. So for me, that's that's what I'm definitely going to. Let's hit some of the comments that we got going on. LeBron. LeBron's LeBron James here. in the chat. Um, he got 17 to 89 underdog teams to the semis, which I would normally congratulate you for. But you're LeBron James. Why aren't you playing more volume? You should have way more. You have enough money to play every and max every tournament out and just hand your phone off to people and be like, here, pick guys and make it through. So, hundred percent. Andrew asks, how many DK five dollars? I assume the five dollar milli is what you're talking about. And I have five left in the five dollar milli. Four, but three are Hertz teams. I have. I haven't gone through to see exactly how much hurts i have on DraftKings out of my 12 or whatever teams that's left but it's a lot i know that <laughs> it's yeah. a, um, if hurts doesn't play DraftKings, i'm going to be drawn to just a handful of teams i think um what a sweat uh, Brooke, that's going to be this weekend too, my just... sweating fucking injury reports every day for the eagles <laughs> like yeah this is not what i thought i would be doing you know uh mm. by closing in on my mid-30s uh, if you told me when I was a kid, Brooklyn asks, do you think Jalen Hurts teams will be put in the same pod or will it be totally random? It will be totally random. Uh, and I can show uh, we Rob and I can probably show you some. I also went through just two, uh, mainly because I have two BBM teams I'm mostly interested in. I went through each of them and looked at all the teams. One pod has, I believe, eight Jalen Hurts teams wow. in it, which uh, I, I do not have Hurts on either of these two particular teams. The other one, there's only two out of 16 Hertz teams. And of course that's the team I think is the livest. And so I'm not getting any favors in, in that pod. There's more Lamar teams in one of my pods than Jalen hurts teams. It is crazy crazy. how it goes sometimes. Uh, We're going to get into that on this big dog shortly, but yeah, it's crazy. It is, it is various. I had this argument yesterday about like someone was in our, me and Dan box mentions about, you know, like they, they should have it as one big group and it's like a cut line type of deal. I'm like, that would suck at the end. Like we've, we've talked about it on this before where, yeah, let's, let's have everybody have the same team with like maybe a one-off here and there. Great. That's a lot of fun to sweat week 17. No, they do it. They do it mostly the right way. Maybe there's a way to improve. There's always some sort of way to improve things here and there, but for the most part, this is way better than that alternative in my opinion. A hundred percent. I mean, the, the the goal isn't it to be completely fair to the teams that score the best in the the 15 16 17 like cumulatively that's not the right. that's not the game right, right. The, the, the the actual game of NFL football isn't perfectly fair either right there's advantages to winning a coin toss in overtime there's advantages yeah. to you know bullshit variance pass interference doesn't go your way whatever the game having this amount of variance is good because it makes the sweat more right the you of course want it to be reasonably fair, and it is. It's fair in that it's random for everybody, and sometimes you're gonna. I think you said this last show. Sometimes, sometimes you're gonna come out on the short end of the stick, right? You got that 160 point team on underdog this week that didn't get in that would have won a bunch of your other pods, but then like I got like a 142 point team through this Same. week that wouldn't yeah. have, that wouldn't that wouldn't have won like hardly any of my pods. So like yeah. it just it, it it probably works itself out in the end, and like you said. Think about if it was that cumulative 
like all the way out throughout the course of the playoffs, every team would just be okay. If Zay Osborne, McKinnon, Justin Jefferson, whatever, Ramondre, and one of the elite quarterbacks, by the time we got to week 17, the, the crossover would just be everybody who had good weeks 15 and 16. We're already going to get that, but without the randomness of the pods, the there would be no like variance in that. You know, how do you sneak this this low owned guy through? You like almost can't in that other format versus the pods. You can get a little lucky, right? And that's that's the whole point of the the game. Yeah, I just think it makes it more fun. Like that that week seventeen sweat would just be so freaking boring. It's like, oh, we all have Patrick Mahomes, Travis yeah. Kelsey, you know, like every wide receiver. Oh, but I have, you know, Gardner Minshew, the one Gardner Minshew team, <laughs> or the you know the one who's who's an obscure wide receiver, the one Sammy Watkins team, and now he's there on Baltimore. Maybe. Maybe he does something week 17. Like, come on. No, we want – I want my Mahomes team with Travis Kelsey going up against your Burrow team with Jamar Chase, and mm-hmm. let's see who has the better matchup. Let's see who actually can take this down. My my squad versus your squad. Now, there's always overlap, of course, but, you know, we saw it last year. It's not crazy overlap. Even the most owned player was 60% at tight end with Mark Andrews or something like that, It's and, which is a high beyond- number, but – Whatever. But beyond him, it's not that it wasn't that bad. I don't know. Cup and JT yeah. were in Debo were like kind of up there, yeah. but like it was really just Andrews that had like crazy. Like nobody else was really even more than like twenty five percent, which made it really fun. You know what I mean? You you could get there in a lot of different ways last year, and I I, I think it'll be even crazier this year because, like you said, the guys that you need in this first week of the playoffs well are not a are not going to be the guys you need in week 16, but they weren't the guys you needed in the regular season either. So we're like compounding a bunch of crazy variants on the guys you want to have on your teams. And by week 17, it's like, well, it was really just what Jacobs, Tyreek Pollard were the three highest uh, advance rate players, I think. And like, they're all fine, but they're not the reasons why you won um, your pod so far. And so the more variants we get to that is like Tony Pollard could be low owned in the final for all we know. Yeah. Like, and then you would never would have said that two weeks ago. Right. I mean, I'm not even seeing that much Josh Jacobs in my, in my pods at first glance. And he was a 50% advance rate player. And he was like, whatever, fine last week, scored like 10 points or something. Right. Um, Jonathan's asking how many Burrow Chase Higgins stacks survived. I oh, don't question. think that I got any MBBM, but I do have one in one of the tournaments. I can't remember which tournament specifically. I need to go through and label some of them and just like, redo that but i did get one burrow double stack with chase and higgins through to something i'm not not sure if you did nope none none for me i don't even think i have any um again i haven't gone through all my DraftKings teams. yeah yeah so maybe there's something on, on there with those mm-hmm. guys but maybe like one burrow like it, it's just so consolidated to hertz lawrence mahomes Tua. And then, like, you know, some shitty guys, <laughs> Daniel Jones and Mac Jones, you know, Davis Mills, the guys that have just been along for the ride. But it's so hyper-focused. All my – everything is just Hurts, Mahomes, Tua, Tyreek, a dash of Kirk Cousins here and there. Yeah. Gerardo says that Algier is going to break everything. I, I hope so. He's on my best team. He's on He's on some of my teams. He was one of the guys I did draft a lot towards the end of uh, 
the rounds when we were doing best ball teams. I don't remember how much I got through of him, but I know I was drafting him. So he's a fun one. He's a fun one to be one of the guys to break things this year. Another great example of a guy who was like, did he kind of help your regular season team? Sure, I get, you know, a couple of double-digit point games, but nothing special. But now Caleb Huntley's out, right? They cut Damian Williams, but that's, you know, it's not like he's been around for a long time. But they, it's really just him and CPAT now. Mm-hmm. It's an, it's a, it is a good run game. You know, we hate the offense for Pitts and London and everything, but it is a good running game. He's been really good on the ground this year in, in the amount of touches that he's getting. If he scored, if, if he pulled the Rashad Penny here down the stretch, scored 20 points every game of the playoffs, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. So he's yep. a fun guy to have. Yeah. Um, Billy Joe says that three of his four remaining BBM teams were drafted in May. I should have done more in May drafting. Now, sometimes we do that and we, and we're overreacting to this year's results and, like I was inverted. I think almost all of his teams that advanced in BBM were from May, but there's others. If you go through, they're like, Oh, all my teams from August advance, or I had a lot mm-hmm. of July teams advance. It's it, it don't over like, don't overreact, look at it, understand why they are advancing, but right. don't overreact to that because that could change for you next year. If you do the same draft method for sure. So I, I, I do, I, I, I would add, I do feel like, the kind of barbell thing, which has become a little bit kind of cliche now. I'll, I haven't seen a bunch of people saying, yeah, dude, my late June drafts are, are where I just crushed everybody. True. It's been a lot of May and then like August stuff. And so, again, like you said, tangential and not anything like we can draw. We can draw whatever we want from just about any data set, really, if we tried hard enough. But I do, mm-hmm. I do think that. I feel a little bit more confident in it um, without having dug into it just from everything I'm seeing from everybody. Cause like you said, yeah, Paul, one of the best drafters out there, all his best teams are from like, you know, like the first few days of the schedule release or whatever. Uh, and then some other people that I do respect were like, I got some really good teams from like late August. And so it's like, I, I haven't seen anybody that was like, yeah, dude, June 27th, I just crushed everybody in best ball, you know? Cause it, it was just like all the sickos all drafting together versus the two barbell ends. Yeah. Do we want to get into this big dog team? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm going to present my screen real quick. And while you're doing that, Goose Goose is asking, um, did the advancing teams disappear? Yes. They think so. The process for DraftKings is they take your teams that moved on, they convert them into contest tickets. um, And you'll see that in the upper right hand corner. Uh, underneath your username, the number of tickets that you have, you click into there and you can see it'll say generic tickets, all the different advancements. They have to then create all the pods and then they will automatically put your teams into those pods. So uh, once they do that, they'll show up into your upcoming lineups. All right. So I have this big dog team pulled up and we're going to go through each player real quick and I'm going to give you some stats on them based on what's in the pod. And immediately you get scared, right? Because you look and you see it's a Jalen Hurts team and you're like, oh, probably dead, right? Probably Mm -hmm. a dead Jalen Hurts team. Well, I would think so too. But when you start listening to some of these things I'm going to say about this (laughs) team, you're going to be like, oh my God. So there is only one other Jalen Hurts team in this pod. Real quick, how many many teams are in the semifinals of the big dog and how many advance? So it's eight in the semifinals and two teams advance. Okay. So you have a 25% advance rate theoretically. 
uh, based on that. However, like I just said, there's one other Jalen Hurts team. That other Jalen Hurts team, their second quarterback is Kyler. So we're probably talking seven teams are live in this right now, right? Based on Kyler being the other quarterback. If we assume Hurts is out, yeah. That's, I think if, it's still if, a little up in the air, but, but that would be good for you, right, if he plays. I think it's good either way. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, obviously I'd rather have Hurts than not have Hurts. If there's only one other team, then I'd still an edge, like having that, that Jalen Hurts edge. But let's look at the other quarterbacks. The other one is Ryan Tannehill. Nothing great, but we're the only team that has him. Also, this is me and Pete Overzet's team. Just he also remind. may not he also may not play. But they've already confirmed that he's supposed to play based okay. on verbiage from Mike Vrabel. But again, we've seen this before. <laughs> yeah. The other he, did come the back. Other, he came back though this week, right? He yeah. got hurt and came back. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is Zach Wilson. Nobody likes Zach Wilson. But Again, he's coming. He's playing on a short week against Jacksonville. You put the stats up earlier today. Jacksonville, one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Coming off a short week, they have Garrett Wilson. They have Elijah Moore. Zach Davis Wilson, is going to be back. Did did he look great last week? No, but he looked better. Mm-hmm. He did look better. So that is uh, – I'm not as worried about the quarterback position as I was before. It still sucks. I still would prefer to have Hurts. I'm not going to sit here and try to like – you know, cope Ross. Yeah. Like over that it, it's, it's the tougher spot on the team, but let's start talking about some of these other players. So Leonard Fournette hasn't been great, right? Like he hasn't been particularly perfect, but he still gets volume. We are the only team in the pod that has Leonard Fournette. Okay. Brees Hall. We're just going to X out. He's, he's gone. The next player is Ramondre Stevenson. How many other teams do you think in this eight team pod have Ramondre Stevenson? Sorry, my dogs were barking. So oh, I, went on, I, I went on mute. Shocker. And I know it's really surprising that the dogs are barking in the background. <laughs> How many have Ramondre out of eight? I mean, you would think it would be a lot, but I'm, you know, context clues are telling me yeah. two, two total. We are the only team that has Ramondre no, Stevenson what? in the pod. What? We are the only team with Ramondre. Next player, Josh Jacobs. How many players do you think in this eight-team pod have Josh Jacobs? Three. We are the only team with Josh <laughs> Jacobs in this pod. So we are the only team with Fournette, Stevenson, and Jacobs. Kenneth Walker didn't practice today because of an ankle, right? But, I mean, he could still play. Uh, it could be a nothing If burger. you say we you're the know. only team with Ken Walker, I'm going to throw something. Do you want to guess how many players? <laughs> no, you're the only team. We are the only team with Kenneth Walker in this pod. Those are the the three best running backs, the three best regular season running back picks in existence. They were the three best, and you're the only team with them in a group of eight. In the group of eight, we are the only ones that have Fournette, the only ones that have Stevenson, the only ones that have Jacobs, and the only one that has Kenneth Walker. Okay? We're going to go scroll down to the wide receiver position. CeeDee Lamb was our number one pick on this team. How many people do you think have him in this pod? <laughs> do you. We are I the feel, only team yeah, with CD I, I, Lamb in this pod. That one at least like can make some sense. The other three is nonsense. That's total nonsense. Yeah. How about AJ Brown? Do you want to guess on that one or you just want me to okay. say it? No, got to be multiple. Got to be multiple on AJ Brown. You might be the only of the rest of these guys, but got to be multiple on AJ Brown at least. We are the only team with <laughs> AJ Brown in this pod. I'm Jerry done. Judy? 
I'm done with this game. I'm done with this game. Jerry Judy, only team with Jerry Judy. Um, we finally get to a multiple. Mark MVS. There's one other team with MVS. Of all people, <laughs> of, of all, all eight. people to have to have uh, the one player that on. there's multiple. It's fucking MVS. <laughs> who I ran a lap around my house because he caught a fucking six yard touchdown the other day and scored ten fantasy points. <laughs> like that felt like a celebratory event. Traylon Burks. Only team with Traylon Burks in the pod. McCole Hardman. There are actually two other teams with McCole Hardman in this pod. Uh, one of them also has MVS. So, like, it's the same team that has both of those guys. Alec Pierce. We're the only team with Alec Pierce in this pod. Um, tight end. Here's one of our other big dupe guys. Gerald Everett. Two other teams have Gerald Everett. Mike Kosicki, we're the only team with Mike Kosicki, which makes sense. Like, he's not great. Here's, here is a tight end stat for you, though. You want to know how many teams have Kelsey, Kittle, or Waller in this pod? Please not zero. Zero. Wow. Not one team in this pod has Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, or Darren Waller. There is one Lamar Andrews stack in this pod, which is very different. Like, if I was that guy, I'd be pretty excited about that. Hayden doesn't um, think Lamar is going to play, so that'll be interesting. He's uh, he's another one to monitor along with Hertz, I think, and Tannehill, I guess. A lot of quarterbacks to monitor. To speak. Then even then even better for me if he doesn't play. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember who the guy's second. I agree with this. <laughs> you made a song about Rudman, and then you got thrown into uh, <laughs> <laughs> the easiest big dog semifinal pot of all time. Nobody has any good players. Who the fuck is on these other teams? I mean. Look, it still goes that you guys want to see some. Do you want me to see if I can pull them up? Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll look through some of them. So Mahomes and oh. Fields. This Ooh. is the team I think I'm the most scared of. Like, oh lord, this team's low. That looks good. That that looks good. Mahomes, <laughs> Fields, Henry, Barkley, Michael Carter, Khalil Herbert, Jerick McKinnon. Wide receiver falls apart a little bit. Deontay Johnson, Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith, MVS. <sighs> Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd. Oh, Ga- Gage was another guy when I was saying like the the guys who were stone. He's the AJ Dillon of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He's the AJ Dillon of wide receivers. He was so exorbitantly priced because people thought Godwin was going to miss time. People were still drafting him in seventh round. Russell Gage or whatever. Like what the fuck are we doing here? Does absolutely nothing all year. Like I said, I think when he fell, it was fine. When people yeah. finally got to the, came to their senses, he was fine at that cost. But still, did nothing all year. Then bam, two tutties. Week yeah. week fifteen. It was like if you sucked all year and you were overdrafted, you smashed in week fifteen. So just to wrap up their wide receivers, McCall Hardman, Kendrick Board, um, Eric's favorite player, Uncle Velas Jones over in Chicago. <laughs> He's on my best team too. Good for this tight guy. end. Kyle Pitts, <laughs> dead. Oh. No offense. There's so like Kyle, that team there's more strong. Kyle Pitts. There's more Kyle Pitts teams than Travis Kelsey teams in your big dog group. That's amazing. The next one is the Kyler Murray. I mean, the Kyler Jalen Hurts team. Najee. It's Najee, Miles Sanders, James Cook, Naheem Hines, McKinnon, Dearnest. Devonta Devonta Adams is going to pop up a lot on this list. You're going to see him in this pod a lot. Um, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Christian Watson are some of the guys. Gallup, Zach Ertz, Gerald Everett, Robert Tunyon. Right. So, like, I don't know if everyone wants to go through every single team, but. Josh Allen trailed him really quick. Yeah. I, I feel bad for the audio listeners, though. You know, ETN, Dobbins, <laughs> Pierce, Gainwell, Herbert, Devontae Adams again, Debo. 
hundred and what's 18 times. Yeah. Eight. We don't need to read a yeah. hundred and something players, but uh, it yeah. isn't, it's super interesting. This is such um, a kind of fun exercise because it shows when people are like, these pods are so random, this sucks or whatever. It's like, but this is how it can work out in your favor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody has a lot of the good players you have. a we talked about this a ton, right? When we talk about leverage and all that kind of stuff for week 17, because people are always like, oh, but what if you're the only guy that has Najee Harris in week 17? It's like, who gives a fuck? Because he can't he, he can't win it for you anyway. You have the exact opposite scenario. You have all the guys. Now, it's a little variance that you're the only team with a lot of these guys, but it is what it is. Ken Walker didn't really do anything, right? Josh Jacobs didn't really do anything. Ramondre did. So he's the really surprising one. But like, who knows, dude? We could show up to week 17 and Josh Jacobs isn't that popular because he didn't do shit for maybe he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. Same thing for Ken Walker. It, it, that can happen. And those are the guys you want, right? Ken Walker at low ownership. Uh-huh. That's a good, you know, a 10th round Ken Walker is a real because he can pop for 30 on any given week. You know, it's those guys. That's why we always talk about Gabe. And I'm not sure the MVS qualifies for this anymore, but you know, those kinds of guys, right? Get me those guys at low ownership into these final rounds, not not the guys that can't really do anything. Yeah. So I thought that this this pod was interesting because when the Jalen Hurts news broke, I'm like, I was devastated. I'm like, we're going to lose this team. It was so much fun to sweat all year. And then I started poking around a little bit later today and I was messaging Pete. I'm like, dude, like we're in, we we're in good shape for having a Jalen hurts team in the big dog. We couldn't ask for a better situation than what we have. Now we could still finish last based on what we have, but hell who cares? We have a shot at, getting one of these top two spots easily josh jacobs pops off we're, we're in great shape R- ramondre ramondre could definitely pop off again oh, yeah right like he was supposed to be hurt this last week and he looked fine Another i didn't week think of... he was gonna play I, <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna play and the dude went for 100 150 yards and a touchdown yeah he's crazy so yeah i um i feel real real good about that about that big dog pod and we might even get off to a hot start if if zach wilson gets me 20 22 points thursday night we're off to the races at that point i'm fine with that even if hurts plays if i get 20 or 22 right from zach wilson that's actually what happened for pete and i in uh uh again that overzet guy he's the lucky rabbit's foot of spike week apparently (laughs) but uh, that's what happened for Pete and I in the final last year. Now, Burrow in, uh, for anyone that doesn't recall in week 17 of last year, Burrow was the QB one and he really only scored like 30, like low 30. So it wasn't like week 15 where like, God, if you didn't have 35 at quarterback, you know, you were losing. Cause like five guys did it. It was a little bit lower scoring week. Our mm-hmm. quarterbacks were Mac Jones and Dak and Mac came out and threw four touchdowns and scored like 20. Um, and Dak, I think ended up beating him out but like just barely and it was like same thing as us Dak had an afternoon game uh the the infamous cowboys cardinals game that everybody was stacking in week 17 that fucking sucked yeah uh, but you get that floor man like get that floor zach wilson it's like you can breathe you're like all right you know now i don't need hurts to play i can still win you know yeah. it's like do you want 35 sure but if you yeah. get like you said i mean get like two i have i have teams uh mostly on DraftKings, 
They used Tua. Tua scored 18 points. Even on a week where a bunch of guys scored 35-40, if you have good stuff around a 20-point quarterback score, you can still win, especially in this round, right, where you don't need to beat 500 people or whatever. And if I have three of those running backs pop off for 18 to 30, ball game, right? Yep. Like we're we're advancing uh, most likely. The wide receivers are fine enough. A.J. Yeah. Brown's going to be fine with oh, Minshew yeah. at quarterback. He's Minshew, we know, likes to sling it. I'm not worried people at all were, about like the receivers. People were calling for Minshew. Isn't this funny? Last year, like probably at this time, people were calling for Minshew to start over Jalen Hurts. Now Jalen Hurts is the MVP front runner. I know, I know it's switched because of the injury with him and Mahomes, but he was basically the MVP front runner. And people are like, can the Eagles pass catcher still do it without Jalen Hurts? Like you were probably the guy last year that was like, bench that loser Hurts, put Minshew in. So like, of course they can be fine with with Minshew. It's not the offense isn't going to be quite as good all around. But it doesn't mean the skill guys can't eat still with Minshew. Yeah, I like that. Antonio Gibson was hitting only one as we were doing the thing. CD is very loaned. That is that is that is true, and he has him. He's a good guy. He's a good guy to have. That yeah, CD, uh, we talked CD. through in that in that vein of the elite wide receiver that just you know still has crazy upside. He's been awesome. He's just victim of circumstance around all the other superstars. Definitely. But it's it's exciting to have him in that pod. I forget who Dallas is playing this week already. I haven't really started diving in. Oh, they got the Eagles. Philly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the Eagles. If we all lose, it'll be spite week. That's a good spite, comment. Spite week, yes. <laughs> um, so that was like my main team that I wanted to talk about. There's, I have some BBM teams. I don't know if we really want to go through all of those. Do you have some teams that you want to go through? I'll just pull. I'll just pull up one because it's kind of like almost not a team you would typically expect, but I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty it's definitely my team I'm most excited for. It's mm-hmm. the team I was sweating the most last week. Really quick, I wanted to hit Christian's question: How do you check when your teams were drafted in DK? Um, within DraftKings on their site or in their app or anything, you cannot. If you are a Spike Week subscriber and you upload your DraftKings teams, you. There's uh, any team. I'll just pull up my. Go ahead and pull up my teams, and I can physically show you what it looks like on the Spike Week side. But if you go in and have your teams uploaded to you see Draft IQ here, and go to our lineups page, um, this obviously is currently underdog. But if I were to switch over to DraftKings, which I will, um, you see it has all this kind of metadata uh, we pull in about your team. You know, so the structure. But you see here when when it was drafted. Um, and and for some people have asked this, so if you upload your teams, you see I have uploaded, uh, or I had uploaded my first round playoff teams here. So you see I had thirty two uh, BBM teams. Um, there's a little filter that we had to add here: current versus twenty twenty two. So the current will always be, you know, the, your latest upload. Which during these playoff weeks, it's kind of like a new slate, basically that we have to treat it as. But if you, if you want to go back and look at all of your regular season teams, you can always click 2022 and go back. And we're doing that so that you can see, you know, next year you'll be able to see your 2022 teams, right? In 2024, you'll be able to see your 2023 teams, et cetera. Um, I don't know. I I wanted to go to underdog to show you the one, kind of the one team that I'm uh, uh, mostly sweating in, in BBM. And I, 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 I think I got the, 
the opposite end of the stick in my <laughs> in in my pod. There were a couple teams that were just absolutely loaded. Um, yeah, the best team I think that's in my pod does have Hertz and Derek Carr at quarterback. So if if Hertz misses, it would actually really help this team because then I wouldn't be you know. Carr can be fine, but I'm not worried about getting buried by Derek Carr. Um, but this team is a Vikings double stack and a Dolphins double stack. Um, so Cousins with Justin Jefferson and, of course, the probably MVP of Week 15, K.J. Osborne, or you know the co-MVP of Week yep. 15. Probably the first time I used K.J. Osborne's score all week. <laughs> Borderline the first time I used Kirk Cousins' score, other than when Tua was hurt. But Cousins and Tua with Jefferson Osborne. And then of course I have both the dolphins wide receivers, Tyreek mm-hmm. and, and Waddle. Um, I'm just going to hit the wide receivers actually, cause they're kind of interesting. Sutton might come back this week. I could really use that actually on multiple teams. Yep. I'm exci- excited for this team a lot also because of this guy. I've mentioned probably way too many times now, but I know that Kittle and CMC popped off for San Francisco last week, but I think Ayuk is like a smash, you know, he may not do it, that's just how it goes sometimes. But without Debo, Ayuk gets just as big of a boost as those other guys. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited to have him like on, on a, a particularly good team. Josh Palmer, whatever. <laughs> Uncle Valus, loser. Um, but you know, and then Waller and Everett. Waller you know, you is have, real interesting. Yeah. He 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 caught the touchdown, which is really all he did this week. But I mean, that's the point. That's the yeah. whole point of like get me that guy who can score, who's a good player at low ownership. So it's just like every, I know Valus, I wouldn't consider him really alive, but like everybody, if Sutton comes back, this whole, literally this whole team is at, is fully healthy. Um, Chubb did miss practice today. So, I mean, I'm sure he's going to play, but it's like the, the running backs are kind of fun too, because they're lower. Like, like Travis Etienne was a fine pick this year, but not like a total smash. I want to get him to week 17 against Houston so bad like that's why i'm rooting he's probably the biggest reason why i'm rooting for this team to get a reasonably low owned etn against houston in yeah. week 17 would be awesome uh my my uh, I, I used to call him my guy miles i don't know he, he's gonna get a new nickname after shitting on all my fantasy teams last week but to sneak miles through <laughs> yeah. I, I i feel good about sneaking miles through and then you know hunt is just always hoping for chubb to miss spiller is useless but then we talked about Algier having Algier on this team again at reasonably low ownership. And I, I still believe in Dante Foreman and he gets the yeah. lions this week um, and he can pop off. So it's just a, it's a really good, like well-rounded fully healthy team that uh, I, I'm super excited for correlated, you know, um, low ownership, right? Just everything that you could want. And so this is the one I'm sweating the most to get into, to see if we can get her into week 17. Um, I do. That was a best ball mania team, right? Correct. Yeah, I do have one fun best ball mania team. I'll bring it up real quick. So, actually, I should probably move the thing over here. But this is a best ball mania team. It is. Why is it not showing? What is going on here? Oh, I went. I um, I'm still sharing the wrong tab. So we're gonna remove this tab, <laughs> right? We're gonna act like we've done this before. And we're going to present the right tab, but this is this is going to be a fun one to look at. So, real quick, I think Colin, mm-hmm. were, I think Colin was the person that replied to one of my tweets or maybe a Spike Week tweet that said, uh, uh, it "Finally paid off to be a Vikings like Homer or a fan or something like that." Sorry, sorry, Colin, if it wasn't you, but somebody replied 
do a tweet that was like, I drafted like 40% KJ Osborne. It finally paid off to be, you know, a total, <laughs> a total homer. But Colin says, you know, he's a fan. He watches every game and he's been telling his brother all year that Osborne is open a ton and Kirk never throws to him, which I mean, in part is because the best wide receiver on the NFL is also out there and open on every play on every play too. But he said, you know, please KJ go off for these next two weeks. I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable. They have a pretty under the radar playoff schedule. They get the giants this week, which is a good matchup, you know, against their defense and the Packers in week 17, which is a totally fine matchup for anybody as well. So this team quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Matt Ryan. I mean, obviously, we love having Josh Allen. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Running backs, these, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Ramondre, Tyler Algier. Like, Herbert back this week. Herbert back. I mean, I, I like having Pollard. You don't, We weren't seeing a lot of Pollard's name floating around on teams. So that's Sanders-Pollard matchup against each other. We get Ramondre. We get Tyler Algier. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers. It's a double oh, stack my. for Josh Allen. We have Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis. We also have Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Drake London. Sky Moore is dead, of course, but Josh Palmer could do something. Nico Collins, if he ever comes back. But overall, the wide receivers could go nuclear. Really good. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think there's going to be a lot of Josh Allen teams that got through with the Diggs, Gabe Davis double stack Correct. after the, the way that they played. So I love having the Josh Allen double. Not. And I wasn't double stacking Josh Allen a lot at all. Usually it was one or the other, and that was mm-hmm. about it. Uh, and my tight end is George Kittle and Mo Ali Cox, but it's Kittle. So <laughs> yeah. the whole the whole team, like I feel like I'm solid everywhere on this team, right? Like usually, like we're looking at these teams, we're like, oh, this position's a little bit weak, this position's a little bit weak. But this BBM team, if we get the big explosion. Buffalo game where he where Gabe Davis does what he does once every 40 games, apparently. <laughs> and Stefan Diggs is just Stefan Diggs. And our running backs hit, I feel great. And we have other core like other great one-off wide receivers. Like, yep. yes, please let me get this team of all my teams for best ball mania to the finals. That's the one I'll be sweating the most. The the Bills are really another good one because Josh Allen went nuts, but Diggs and Gabe both sucked. They didn't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. Like, it's not even just like sometimes, like, we say they didn't do anything and they scored like 12, you know, but like they both scored like six fantasy points. Like, they weren't, they were not even usable in your lineup. And there was a first and a fourth round pick. And so I, I agree. I, I have those two guys also on my uh, 333 team on, on DraftKings and, probably a lot more of them advancing than I expect the field does. And I'm really excited for both Diggs and Gabe, you know, I, I'm not, it, it's like it, the same, everybody, you know, the Gabe thing is funny or whatever. I, I'm not expecting anything from Gabe, frankly, at this point, but he's a living, breathing body playing every snap on a Josh Allen offense. Anything can happen. I would rather have him than the other guys that went around him in his range. Right? Would you rather have Allen Robinson, who on, who's on IR? Would you rather have Brandon Cooks, who's probably not going to play again? And, and those guys didn't do anything anyway. Yeah. One question: Would you rather have, would you rather have Terry McLaurin or Gabe Davis on your team right now? I'd rather have Gabe Davis on my team right now. I think the ceiling is right. Terry is always going to. I like Terry McLaurin a lot more than other people too. I like yeah. McLaurin, but just the offense. Heineke is just brutal. 
especially when we have to do what is it what is bbm is it 18 16 16 16 yeah one out of one 16 out, one out of 16 i'd i mean specifically for pods like that i'd much rather have gabe davis give me the guy that has a realistic shot at going for 160 and two touchdowns you know on right. four catches does it every year does it every year yeah. did it this year yeah like are we expecting it absolutely not but like can he yes because he always he does it every year he's on the field all the time he's got one of the best quarterbacks in the league arm wise like give me gabe davis i like mclaurin a lot it's just like you said we're worrying about taylor heineke who do the bills have this week um fan. bears the bears oh baby <laughs> <laughs> We saw oh, the, the Eagles played so bad on Sunday. Hertz was like started like two for nine. All he was do, dude, it looked like NFL street. He would just take the pass and chuck it down the sideline, like into coverage. I know he has AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. So like, it's really not that bad, but it was like, I don't know. Like there doesn't have to be every, like, it was like a, a six year old playing Madden, just clicking Hail Mary on every single pass play. Like he was just throwing bomb after bomb. It was never working. He threw two picks. They were, a, they wouldn't run the ball. They were an absolute mess. They played horrible. And Hertz scored like 40. AJ Brown had 160 yards and Devonta Smith had like 120 yards. Like their offense is, is, you know, it's comparable to the Bills, right? So like, same thing. Yeah. It just depends how many points josh allen wants to score it's going to be totally up to him you know and and obviously little variance on who it goes to but if you have bills even like devin singletary james cook like if they popped up for a a, a week that helped you maybe maybe more of the flex you know definitely rb2 not necessarily rb1 but would you, would anyone be surprised they're facing the worst defense in the nfl do you so galaxy braining because we can still galaxy brain and best ball do you think that with the Hurts injury, if he's out, and I know that the Bills aren't going to be sweating that by any means, don't get me wrong, yeah. but we already know the Bills don't lay off the gas pedal when they're up for the most part, right? They still have three games left. Correct. Do you think that they try to get Josh Allen back in that MVP race by just letting him go nuclear for three straight games? I would. <laughs> right? If right? I was the coach, I would because – the thing about it is it wasn't like Mahomes. Mahomes became the de facto leader in the clubhouse mm-hmm. only because of the Hurts injury news, not because like they went to overtime with the Texans. Yep. <laughs> like Jarek McKinnon carried them, not Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes was fine. He he's Mahomes. But that wasn't like a that wasn't like a feather in his cap last week. Whereas honestly, it was a little bit of a feather in Josh Allen's cap to go out in the bad weather, beat a good team. He played well. Um, and now if he comes out and throws, yeah score six touchdowns he could take back over because Mahomes has a fine mat like he's going to do well against Seattle but it's at least they'll at least put up a little resistance they have a couple good players on defense the Bears are like an XFL defense you know it's it's free points for the opponent all right who are you most scared of this week because I posted in the discord who I'm scared of I do have some teams with them I did find a few but uh who are you scared of this week Easy, Derrick Henry. Yeah, not a, of course. Not a, not a fucking question. Terrified. I am terrified of Derrick Henry this week. It is scary <laughs> AF of what this dude might do to some of my best ball teams. And I'm not even like one of the guys that was like, you got to fade Derrick Henry. I was picking Derrick Henry here and there. 
I might have been a little under eight percent on him. He might have been like a six or five percent guy for me. But I I'm not anti Derrick Henry, so please don't punish me, Derek. Like, <laughs> dude, don't punish have, me, bro. I have not I have not you know flubbed your name in public. I've always been <laughs> like, hey, I like Derrick Henry. Good guy, big guy, scary guy, really good at football. Do stuff like get your hundred and get a touchdown. That's fine. Just try not to break twenty points for me, please. <laughs> I mean, that's the. That's the easiest answer of all time. I don't have oh any Derrick Henry. I, I don't think I don't have any Derrick. I definitely don't have any Derrick Henry on underdog that it, that advanced. I'm trying to just double check really super quickly on DraftKings because I don't believe I got any of my De- no none of my Derrick Henry teams got through. I actually had uh, six Derrick Henry teams in the first round on underdog, but I just wasn't able to sneak any of them through. Um, there was one I think I was tracking if Goddard had played. And done anything, I think mm. I would have got that 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 one one of Mahomes, uh, no Kelsey obviously, but like Mahomes, MVS, Hardman, Derrick Henry, it had Javante, so it's whatever. But like, it was a really good, it was a really good scene. Oh my god, it had. Listen to this. Did not advance. Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, KJ Osborne, Zay Jones, and Noah Brown. Didn't advance. Did not advance. That's bonkers. How does that happen? Got second in the twenty-five dollar. Got second out of twelve. Uh, the the team in the team in first had Algier lost to Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones got me on Monday night, but he had Zay uh, and Dotson, both Dotson and Aaron Jones both made his lineup. Had them both on on Monday night, um, and I took a. Uh, I had Hawkinson at tight end, but I, if you know, so if, if Goddard plays and outscores Hawkinson by anything at all, we get a big dog Mahomes team through. But you know, it is, it is it it is what it is. But that was yeah. that's a good example of holy shit! I hit the absolute nuts on. I mean, my three wide receivers are Noah Brown, KJ Osborne, and Zay Jones, and they combined for like a hundred, and mm-hmm. uh, it it doesn't it doesn't get through. But so yeah, no, no, Derrick Henry for me. It's the easiest answer, like of all time. Of who are you scared of? Him. Well, the other, the other guy apparently is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, because he's under owned. He's under. He's one hundred percent under owned in anything. Based I've on seen. not having him at all, <laughs> like it's yeah. Travis Kelsey too. Do you have? Um, did you go through your exposures for your remaining teams, at least on underdog, and just kind of? glance it and see who you had left that high percentages was there did anyone stick out to you yeah somehow uh rashad penny is on a lot of teams that's not ideal um yeah i don't know i don't even know how that happened but it's miles sanders again 60 percent 60 percent miles sanders um jalen waddle it's 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 always funny because uh my four highest owned players are two guys who are either hurt or inactive on Sundays, Rashad Penny and Albert O. And then, uh, but Miles Sanders, Jalen Waddle, AJ Brown, Drake London, Tyreek. So again, it's still Dolphins, Eagles. Yeah. Dolphins, Eagles have kind of been carrying me all year. It's pretty much still those guys. Uh, Justin Jefferson. And then we get to Jags, your Jags, Kirk and Zay. So yep. pretty, it's pretty, hi- pretty hyper-focused on those, those three offenses with a sprinkling of running backs kind of across the board. So mine shows 18 teams because it doesn't show like the, you know, how it breaks down on underdog where some of the before real drafting is a different 
is considered different, like the big board stuff and all that. So um, of the 18 teams that it shows, A.J. Brown at 61%, which we like. Ramondre at 55%. Mahomes at 50%. MVS at 50%. Kittle, 44%. McCaffrey, 38%. So I -hmm. like my highest own exposures. Trevor Lawrence is 33. Devonta, 33. Christian Kirk, 33. Albert, oh, 33%. Brutal. God damn it. Um, (laughs) Then I get into my Miami guys, which is Mostert, Tyreek, Garrett Wilson at 22%, Rashad White. Like, I like like my – I mean, other than the Albert, oh, I don't love that my second most owned quarterback, just particularly for this week, is Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But – you know, it's a short week. Things can happen on a short week, on a Thursday short week. You know, who knows? Usually it's lower scoring, but maybe the Jets forget to play defense for a little bit and Trevor Lawrence torches them. Yeah. And, I mean, if if you have another guy with Lawrence that's hopefully well, decent, you know, that's, I think you that's survive. the thing, too. Like, I'll, if it's Trevor Lawrence on my team, he's probably my second behind a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, a Hurts as well. Right. So at least or even with Fields or Tua or something where like, okay, maybe it's maybe I'm using Fields this week and not and not Lawrence. Exactly. So like I'm okay with it. But yeah, the Alberto thing sucks. Like that was, how, did, oh, how did we allow that, that to happen? God that, damn you, Corrine. That's a that's a yeah. The lesson that we can learn from that is if you can't pronounce his last name, you probably shouldn't draft him in the twelfth round. Uh I think is what we learn from that no announcer can even announce his name but uh or pronounce his name but i was going to ask two two one one jalen hurts s question and one trevor lawrence slash jags s question because mm-hmm. for like thought experiment wise oh first i i hope people like are taking into account just how bad this matchup is for the jags yeah. the jets defense is fucking unbelievable particularly versus the pass those two outside corners, like every, Sauce is getting all the love, but it's not just Sauce. Both of the outside corners are just unreal. And so theoretically, that should fun that could funnel a little more to Kirk and Zay or Kirk and Ingram, excuse me. And so if you have those guys, I feel better than if I have Zay, if I if I need Zay or Marvin. Because frankly, Zay, like, dude, Diggs and Gabe got the clamps. Like, like if Diggs is getting the clamps by these guys, like I'm sorry to tell you, Zay Jones is not going to go get open <laughs> against, <laughs> against, against these guys. So I do think like, if you're looking at your Jaguars teams, like, Oh yes, I got all these Jaguars. I would start making contingency plans because <laughs> the Jets defense is legit that good in particular with the guys who probably helped you. I would hope I have another quarterback. However, would you, would you rather have, um, I'm going to like do this question and also a similar hurts question. Would you rather have Lawrence on the team? Obviously he helped you get there in order to bank on a, a quarterback. That's not very good. You talked about Zach Wilson. It could be Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, right? Daniel Jones, somebody like that. You, you, that's your QB two with Lawrence. Would you rather not have Lawrence and just like, okay, I'll deal with it without having Lawrence this round. I, I have an advantage in week 16, but Lawrence gets the Texans in week 17. Yeah. And they've been pushing back so much that that game could be like the greatest bad team shootout of all time. (laughs) Like, I mean, they're scoring points on everybody. The Texans are. And so would you rather not have him and just be like, okay, my week 16 is going to be better or have him, but rely upon a crappier quarterback 
in order to get Lawrence to week 17? Which would you prefer? That's tough because like you just said, that's week 17 matchup could set up to be Lions, um, Seahawks. Seahawks it's the same last shit. year. It's the same thing. It's yep. literally the same idea, right? I don't know. I guess I want to get Lawrence to week 17. I guess that's that's the play. So let's go Daniel I, Jones is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm lucky enough that a lot of my Lawrence teams, I was heavy on him, so but I was also heavy on Elite QB. So right. a lot of my Mahomes teams are Trevor Lawrence teams, or you know, unfortunately that Josh Allen team wasn't a Trevor Lawrence team. That would have been nice. Yeah, but but yeah, like I, I'm lucky enough that if it's if it's a Trevor Lawrence team, it is probably a Mahomes. Unfortunately, a Hurts, but that's what we're kind of looking at for me. But anyway, I can get Trevor Lawrence to Week 17. Feels like it's feels like it could be great. And I th- I think maybe the best way to do it is like Tua, you know where he can still have a big game. Like Tua can score 30 fantasy points or whatever, but you didn't spend like the totally, I right. Because if you get Lawrence to week 17, but then you're saying, Oh, I have Patrick Mahomes and I'm not using his score. I'm not saying you don't want Mahomes and Lawrence teams. My God, I would love to have Mahomes and Lawrence teams right now. But like if we're, if we get to go back and cherry pick the absolute perfect team I want to have moving forward, Mm. the Lawrence team is probably like that, where I'm like punting off that QB, that other QB as much as possible. But as much as possible to where I still get like a really high upside player, like Tua or Fields really, I think would be probably the guys where you're like, they can score 25 plus for sure. I mean, they both have multiple times this year, but then I didn't spend the fourth or fifth round pick on the quarterback, right? So there, that's where I get my whoever, you know, whatever I, pick you want to put in there. I might have the perfect example for you in one of the puppies of what you're talking about. So I have a Trevor Lawrence team, but it is a Russell Wilson team. Oh, that's interesting. So the running backs are Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre, Algier, Jamal Williams, J.D. McKissick. So that's what we're looking at there. Then we're looking at Tyreek, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Chris Godwin, Ayuk, Sky Moore, Zay, and Kendrick Bourne. And then tight end is strictly Dawson Knox because it has Rob Gronkowski on it (laughs) and Albert O. But two two retired tight ends. (laughs) Basically, yeah. But I think that's like – that's the epitome of what you're talking about right like if russell denver's got trying to think off the top of my head who denver's got this week okay that's fine like Mm -hmm. i'm fine with that so if russell can get 20 somehow against the rams then that's kind of the teams we're looking for i only found that because i was looking through to see who my trevor lawrence teams were oh baby Oh baby, I just I sorry, I just got excited because I saw a Josh Allen Joe Burrow was your, team. Was your desk moving up over there? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I, I little... saw the sound effects. I couldn't tell if the visual effects were coming along with it. Uh, they, they were getting there. All right, here's here's my final thought experiment that I was thinking about because I say mm-hmm. this because so I was again only looking at my BBM teams. I have four that advanced. Two of them have Jalen Hurts. Okay. One I think is not dead if he doesn't play. Um, I mean, probably dead because most teams are probably dead when you got to get first out of 16 and you lose your, your superstar quarterback, but technically not dead. But two of which I don't have hurts, and I think they're probably my two best teams. Now, on DraftKings, I have like 50% or so, give or take, of hurts advancing, and those teams would be dead as well without him. But I'm trying to think about 
this. Would you rather have advanced, let's just say that 50%, because that's about where I'm at, of my Week 16 teams are Jalen Hurts. Would you rather he does not does not play and you punt off those 10 teams and give your other 10 teams greater chances of making it to Week 17, right? So you're, you're making your, your uh, you know, unloading your clip, right from 20 bullets to 10 bullets but those bullets are supercharged right they're shotgun shells now they're not they're not uh you know whatever so would you rather that or would you rather he plays and then all your teams are are live which one would you rather have so that's that's a real interesting thought experiment because i think it really depends what your stance was on how you drafted so we're going to go back to trevor lawrence and tua and stuff when I was drafting, when I drafted Jalen Hurts, a lot of my second quarterbacks were Tua or Lawrence, or I'm looking at one right now that the second quarterback is Fields, right? So I guess theoretically, from a wide scope, it would be I don't want Hurts to play mm-hmm. based on what they showed the advance rate was for him earlier right. on underdog, which was like right around 25%. Might have even been a little higher, maybe a little lower. But we're talking about... Also, for added context, I'm assuming he's the highest-owned quarterback in this round. Now, Lawrence is going to be really high up there. Mahomes will be there. It's not like... He's not like the regular season Josh Jacobs. It's not going to be to that level of ownership. But I do suspect he's probably the highest out of all the quarterbacks. I agree. I I think his ownership is going to be the highest. So I think if you can get through that that team and he's going to come back and play in week 17 then you're finding a way to pivot off of a lot of these hurts teams you're not going to be the only one that does it either like we're not saying you're the only one that gets to advance the jalen hurts team but it helps it helps break up that because if hurts played this week right and he goes nuclear he's mark andrews 100 percent. right so because lawrence isn't going to lawrence isn't going to Allen might, but his his he was so expensive, his advance rate can't get out of control. Yeah. Mahomes is a little bit similar to that in that he was just a little more expensive. You know, he, he might be the only quarterback that goes nuts that wasn't a third round pick, you know, and so he would just be crazy chalky in week 17. I think I think my answer, A, Antonio Gibson in the chat says, I'd rather have zero hurts. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would have like almost zero advancing team. <laughs> you know, I would not have advanced very many teams yeah. we, uh, if I had drafted zero Jalen Hurts. I think my answer is I would prefer him to sit because the more I've thought about it, it is going to be so goddamn hard to it. You know, again, thinking through BBM specifically, First out of 16 and first out of 16, the math also changes when, you know, your team is really good too. So the math doesn't technically change, but like people view it as, oh, well, I just have a one in 16 chance, right? To advance. It's like, yes, but like, it's not like one out of 12 or two out of 12 in your regular season where, you know, only one person has some of the good players, right? There's totally dead teams. There might be a dead team or two in your, you know, that somehow got through with a Kyler and Lamar or something like that, right? Some fluky stuff happens, but generally speaking, these semifinal teams are all supercharged, man. Like they're all good. Even the bad semifinals teams are really good teams. So I would love to cut my win expectation 
or you know double triple my win expectation if at all possible on those again let's say 10 teams that don't have Jalen Hurts and I think I'm willing to sacrifice the 10 teams to do so because it's just so hard to even make it to week 17 that if I can do anything to 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 increase that I think I would like to do that, but I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer. It's a really tough question. And I, I've been thinking about it like all day because it's literally my life. That's, that, that's the thing I'm living yeah. right now is like, do I want him to play or do I not? And I don't know. I, I think overall, like just from like, if you're just like saying in a broad statement, you have 28 teams. Do you want Jalen Hurts to play or not? You would say, of course, I don't want him to play just based on what your ownership percentage should be, not knowing what the makeup of your teams are. For me, where I'm sweating a team that has Jalen Hurts, there's only two of us in the pod for the big dog um, that have them. For that one particular team, that would sway me to me wanting him to play this week. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the right answer is you don't want him to play this week. Like right, like in just... D- in DFS, there's a really chalky play. He he gets hurt. Yep. Would you? Of course, you don't want to have him. But you know, on you one fifty max. You went underweight, that player. Let's just say, yeah. You want him to get hurt. You know, you don't want him to get hurt. That's a clearly a, a not what I meant. But you know, when he when something happens, like what happened yeah. to JT this week, right? You played the three games late on Saturday. You went underweight. Underweight JT. You sacrificed a lot of teams. They're dead, but you have a lot of really all of a sudden super live, really high EV teams. Um, yeah. I wanted to hit Anthony's question. Anthony I was just asked. reading that one because it's a good question. It's a good question. Great question. Eric, I chatted with you in here in September and asked you about Justin Herbert. You said you had not, you didn't have much interest in him. Is it optimal to fill out the skill positions in your draft is what Anthony is asking. And then like backfill in with your QB later on in the draft, such as a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence. A hundred percent is the answer to this, to this question. Yes. The, it, this is the structure. Like when people talk about structure, these are the kinds of structure questions, what Anthony is asking. And it's such a good question because you don't like stacking is important. Correlation is important. All this stuff is important, but there's almost nothing that you should ever force in a draft, including correlation, including stacking with your quarterback. It's actually why uh, Herbert's cost and the chargers costs are the best example of why I almost never ended up with any charger stacks was because I'm not forcing that stack that everyone else is forcing at this elevated price only to have the same charger stacks that yeah. everybody else does. And so I didn't go out of my way. I mean, I drafted a good clip of Mike Williams, but I, you know, I didn't go out of my way to force chargers into my teams, even though they're an awesome offense. I make, I was really excited for the chargers. It's just, you, I think you should, as you said, it's. I, I talked a lot about in the offseason, like building backwards to frontwards on your teams. And this is a great example of doing so. You should never just say, Oh, I took Mike Williams. I got to go get Justin Herbert. It's like, because you can all look, if you would be so much better off now, it's easy revisionist history, but it's easy to say now, dude, if you have Mike Williams on team, even if you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen or Austin mm-hmm. Eckler or whatever, and you didn't reach on Herbert. And you got the quarterbacks that Anthony brings up. You have Fields and Lawrence on that team instead. A, now you have the quarterbacks that were better values at the time. Even I think a lot of people thought that they were better values at the time. I know Rob did. I did. You picked a better pick, and you actually have multiple stacks now. You have a Charger stack on your team, plus a Jag stack, plus a Bear stack, right? And 
you can get those stacks without the quarterback. You don't have to have Justin Herbert to have exposure to the Chargers. The quarterback's the most replaceable part of a stack. So that's exactly why you should do, you know, you, I'm not saying to draft late round quarterback, but I'm saying you don't have to always go out of your way to, within any one individual draft to say, I took Mike Williams. I got to go get Justin Herbert with my next pick. That's not how you should approach it. No, that I agree with. Um, I think we are. I guess we're not cherry picking because I do think we were all interested in that fields to a um, fields to a Lawrence range. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of us were like, "That's there's a gigantic drop off after that range." Yes. Um, but again, I was interested in them as my QB two. Like that was always like my QB two range. So in terms of drafting early quarterback. I still like drafting early quarterback, like in terms of getting guys with massive mega upside. And I didn't think Herbert had it on a consistent enough basis like that hurts or Mahomes or Josh Allen. We're going to do even Kyler Murray or Lamar or Lamar. So like I like those guys better over Herbert. So that's again, that's sort of a player evaluation thing and team evaluation and whatever you want to call it. I'm going to be right on that. Sometimes I'm going to be wrong on it this year. We were right. We were right on the Herbert thing. But to add on to that, it also doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be. I wasn't, I, I was drafting Chargers wide receivers, yep. but I wasn't taking Justin Herbert. That doesn't mean you have to fade elite quarterback, though, either. Right. Because you can take Patrick Mahomes on a team where you took Chargers wide receivers, right? It, it's not like the only path to stacking Mahomes was through Kelsey. There was Juju and there was Sky and there was MBS and there was Hardman and, and, and of course, Kadarius Stoney that we all saw coming. Uh, you know, there was a tons of they you could draft Kyler, you could draft Hertz, you could draft Hertz on the, the that's probably an awesome team to have right now if he plays. Yep. You know, a, a Hertz Devonta Goddard stack with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. That looks that sounds pretty good, you know, right about now. It's just it doesn't always have to be. I think the whole point is like you don't have to force that stack. Elite quarterback. I'm totally on the same page with, but you also don't have to force the right. Nothing is like no, this binary, this binary thing yeah. ever. And I think people try to view it as binary. Like I, I started out with this team with chargers, got to get Justin Herbert or do I have to draft an elite quarterback or do I have to punt quarterback? It's like the answer is like never one or the other. No, I, that I agree with. He just did the way he worded it was then go quarterback later on. Yeah. So that's why I just wanted to confirm that we were talking about like, we still like the elite quarterbacks. Uh, Steven asked, what's everyone's most depressing injury this season? His is Brees Hall. Javante Williams is the easy. <laughs> How long do you have? Look, Javante Williams is my easy answer on this one. I, I'm i dragging some Javante teams to week 16 um, in remembrance of what could have been this year. I think mine is probably Javante too, just because of the impact of the running back positions would be easy to say Trey Lance for the brand probably. And that did suck. Um, Cause we never got to see what he could do. We, I guess we never got to see what Javante could do either, but Jesus, Javante, Lance, Pitts, yeah. Reese, <laughs> yeah. good name. Uh, like I said, how long do you have? Cause a lot of the really fun, exciting young players that I like to, I like to draft got hurt, but Javante okay. is probably the right answer. I was thinking about this the other day when I was looking at um, some DFS stuff, but I scrolled by Chase Edmonds' um, name. And if you had the little tidbit before the season started, right, there's two guys that this really could equate to heavily. One is Chase Edmonds. Like, if you, if I told you Chase Edmonds is going to be one of the Denver Broncos running backs, <laughs> right? 
what would you like you that would change your your thought process overall probably on on maybe even the dolphins because maybe you'd be like oh mostert my first take was mostert i'm like yeah. uh i want all mostert then right that was my you first want... snap take but i'd also be worried about the passing game because like i thought chase Edmonds was going to help elevate that passing game so I'd be like, oh, is Tyreek mm-hmm. and Jalen Waddle not doing as well because they're are they unloading pieces because they're they suck? Like, right? And Denver, it's like, well, someone definitely went down for them to get Chase Edmonds. Was it Javante? And <laughs> if they're acquiring Chase Edmonds, they must be doing well. So the passing game must be doing well, right? Like these are these are some of the things we would have done. The other one is Baker to to LA. That would have been a little <laughs> bit easier. Yeah. Right, you'd have been like, "Well, this team's dust. We're not drafting any Rams now." That one I would really like to know because I would love to turn all those Cooper <laughs> Cup teams into Justin Jefferson teams right about now. Yeah, oh, um, my lord. I mean, we we did that somewhat with McCaffrey over JT. I, at least I did. I got. I'm glad that I took that take. I had a few arguments about the CMC versus JT thing, and it all came down to injury. Everyone's like, CMC gets injured all the time. Jonathan Taylor is a human running back. He's going to also get injured. I didn't yeah, exactly. think I didn't want him to get injured this year. It's not what I'm looking for, but we were also worried about that offense. I I still would have rather CMC on a Panthers team than Jonathan Taylor on that Matt Ryan on this, this Colts Colts team. Oof. Right. So there's just some like interesting games to play when you look at players that are moving teams throughout the year. Steven says I was bragging about uh, uh, his value on Chase Edmonds in a in a, a spike week draft in the offseason. Same the good old the good old. Uh, this is a the great example of a closing line value or ADP value, and you know, who this is the the Julio Jones victory lap ADP. Everybody said you got to take Julio. He's going to skyrocket when he signs, bro. You know, I'm like, do I win with closing line value or do I win with fantasy points? Because I prefer the fantasy points. And this 40-year-old wide receiver, shocker, didn't do shit all all season long. And it's like, uh, I'm not saying that you're saying this, Stephen, but it just reminded me of the Julio thing where it's like, it may, like it sets off our whatever, you know, the stuff that's going on in our brain. We're like, oh my God, I just got that guy 20 picks past ADP or, oh my God, I drafted that guy, you know, Damian Pierce. I was drafting 17th round Damian Pierce. And look, he's now he's a, a seventh round pick or whatever. It's like we're going to get to week 17 and nobody's even going to remember Damian Pierce because he, he ended up not really, you know, he helped you advance, but ended up not really doing anything. It's just funny that this game is so bizarre, man. Like you think you're doing things that are good, like getting good Chase Edmonds value or getting Julio before he rises. And I'm not saying it's not good, but I'm saying it ends up being completely useless and actually hurts you drafting Julio hurt you you know you probably took him over Zay or Osborne or whatever it's like it ended up hurting you even though you thought it was like by far the most plus EV thing you could do at the time the the only thing I remember doing with Julio was take him in the 17th or 18th round and as soon as he shot up I was done like that it still feels good it still feels like I did it the right way overall I mean it didn't do much for my teams but it felt good for a while um what did I want to ask you? Oh, the other thing we have to do in a few weeks when the playoffs is over, it was suggested to us earlier today. We have to go back to our final offensive rankings and oh, review 
what we what we were saying. I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised on a lot of it. There's even teams that I'm like, oh, we probably got them wrong. That if you really think about it, like the Chicago Bears, when we if we lowered them, like yeah, Fields was nasty this year, but who else was on the Bears was nasty this year. R.I.P. Darnell Mooney. Yep. Right. Uh, Komet, Komet had like a good game. I yeah, mean, one or two good games. Yeah. So like, yeah, Fields is crushing, but you didn't. It's all that. his legs. It's all yeah, rushing. It's all legs. It's all legs. He's and he's intentionally going to try to set the record this year. He said it. He came yeah, out and said, said he said wants it. the record. God bless <laughs> yeah. him, by the way. Yeah, good for him for that. I was yeah. I was all pumped for him. Like, yeah, own it, own it. But yeah, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised. I think you are definitely one year ahead on a team that's going to be really popular next year. Jets. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're going to get a quarterback. Fucking Zach Wilson. God, damn. just he he ruins everything for everybody. It, if you watch them play, by the way, those wide receivers are so tilted that he's back at quarterback. Like they had when Mike White was out there, they had juice. They looked awesome. They're celebrating there. You know, they're feeling good. They're, they're making shirts. Like <laughs> Dude, Garrett Wilson looked like he was going to like punt a puppy like during the middle of that game like and he almost had 100 yards but he probably should have had 200 in that in that game uh this week and he's just like you know the ball sails over his head or it skips to him or whatever and he you could see he's like just staring off into space like this motherfucker is you know gonna ruin my career but i agree the greatest, the greatest correlation i can think of for that is if like you were like hey rob i have to leave for three months your co-host for the next three months is going to be TJ Zakarowitz or however he decides to pronounce his last name, right? He, You're gone. I have to deal with TJ for three months. I'm making Eric Fine four shirts over here. Like, yeah. God, please let TJ leave. And then you finally come back. And then you're like, oh, Rob, I got to leave again for a little bit. And then TJ comes back. And I'm just sitting on stream with TJ, just staring at him. That's That's... Uh that's the correlation to it shout, uh, shout out tj uh what a good what a good guy he also uh just shipped uh, a battle royale tournament the other day tj did started hopping into the underdog streets good for him um whatever is there any was there was there was there anything else um that we missed i just have one like wrap-up question kind of a similar typical question i always like to ask at the end but was there anything else that we haven't discussed that you wanted to hit no, that pretty much does it for me as my TV is telling us that it's time to go. Yeah, who is the guy then right now? Non like super chalk ignoring your your big dog pod ownership where the best plays are not chalky. Non, you know, guy who's just been a stone cold smash, maybe not a guy who was a smash last week, but like a if you're if you've looked ahead at all or just thinking about situationally, who is a guy you really want to have on a semifinal team right now? It's got to be Kirk, right? Like Christian, at, Christian Kirk as yeah, leverage. If, mm-hmm. if you can get Christian Kirk to the finals, like mm-hmm. probably low ownership based on performance in the playoffs, but you get them in Houston. It just goes with that Trevor Lawrence point that we were making. That feels real good if you can get him through. Somehow, Josh Jacobs is starting to make his name on that to that list. And Kelsey, if if I'm at zero yeah. percent Kelsey and you're at zero percent Kelsey, the field overall is going to be low on Kelsey. So if you got one of those Kelsey teams live, that would feel good. For my sake, I hope 
no Kelsey teams make it to the finals. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah. Jesus, I'm scared <laughs> to death. But like, you feel real good if you have a Kelsey team based mm-hmm. on because we, I was 15, 16% ownership on my Kelsey Same. teams for last week and boom, all gone. All gone. Yep. So, yep. Same. I think I got, I think I had 20% last week, but my teams were Kelsey and instantly, instantly gone. And he was fine. He scored 15 on underdog. Yeah. He was totally fine. Uh, I have two. To piggyback on your Christian Kirk minus Travis Etienne, mm-hmm. uh, similar similar idea. If we're all sitting here saying <laughs> the Jags are not going to be super successful through the air against this Jets pass defense, the cl- the direct direct leverage would be into let's give Travis Etienne twenty five carries or something. Now again, I'm not sure they're going to be super successful on the ground either. But like I said, I just he's leveraged this week off of a probably chalky Lawrence and Zay. And then he's the, he's literally like probably top five of guys I want to have in week 17. So clearly you need him in week 16 for him to be on your week 17 team. So he's there. And then another um, kind of direct... real, real quick on the ETM yeah. thing. The only reason that I can't root for that for you is because we are going to be shoving the week 17 shanty down everybody's throat next week. <laughs> Yes. And one of the lines in that song is imagine drafting Travis Etienne. And, and then he other goes, than a three week window, I feel really good about that line right now. So if he does it at week 17, then I'm going to be like, God damn. he's going to, he plays the Texans. <laughs> he plays, he plays the Texans. So uh, you're definitely going to, that'll be good for the brand uh, that we can dunk on you for, you know, yeah. nine months or whatever with the, the shanty. But um we are, the people are not prepared for the amount of times we're going to post the shanty <laughs> clips from the shanty, etc. Uh, but the only other guy I was going to mention that's kind of like not leverage, you know, not leverage on Jacobs, not not leverage on KJ Osborne or McKinnon or anything like that. But both CMC and Kittle went ham last week, mm-hmm. and um, with Debo being out again, uh, I know I mentioned him repeatedly but i think brandon Ayuk makes just like so much sense similar to kirk you know he's like christian kirk for that offense where i mean without debo dude it's three dudes he just be happened to be the guy that got left behind last week but he could be the guy next week you know with 102 and he's going to be low owned um and he gets the raiders also the niners get the raiders in week 17 so um all your niners i mean (laughs) if you got cmc kittle Ayuk, like those are good guys to have on your team yeah, imagine getting luck boxed into some sort of CMC, Devonte Adams. I guess you couldn't get that, but some some sort of CMC slash Raiders comeback and just out of nowhere, right? Darren Waller, yep. who's live now? CMC Darren Waller, like, mm-hmm. like that'd be crazy. That'd be a that'd be a fun one to have. Hundred percent. So we'll get out of here. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, and we will be streaming pretty much every day this week. It's playoff season. We're excited. There's like 10 million things to talk about, 10 million teams, both ours and you guys to review. But tomorrow we will start to dig into um, week 16 a little bit more. I know we talked about it some this week or uh, uh, today, but we will start to dig into some of the week 16 matchups, some players we're excited about, etc. Get all that going. Again, keep talking through your teams. Uh, hopefully tomorrow, you know, everybody's draft IQs and everything will be up and running. We'll be able to see some of your opponent uh, percentages and all that fun stuff. But of course, for Rob and for myself, we will see you tomorrow.